You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. What does it feel like to have nowhere to call your home? It's hard to imagine because most people were born with a nationality. But there are those who aren't. We call them stateless. I'm Macy Haven, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we'll talk about the lives of stateless people in the Philippines and the challenges to get recognized. A stateless person is defined as a person who is not considered as a national by any state under the operation of its law. According to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees in the Philippines, nearly 4,000 persons of Japanese descent, or Nikkeijin, are in the Philippines, and 910 of them are at risk of statelessness. Sino sila? We asked Ricardo Jose, the foremost World War II historian in the country. The term Nikkeijin refers to somebody who has Japanese bloodline. These are usually descendants of Japanese who emigrated to particular places. In the Philippine case, the biggest migrations took place in the early 20th century from 1903 to about 1920. And the first group of Japanese who came here were those who worked on Kenon Road leading to Baguio. The Japanese sought opportunities abroad, and the Philippines had a strong economy during that time. Tens of thousands headed to Davao to work in abaca plantations. The rest settled down in Iloilo, Cebu, Manila, and other provinces. Some of them married Filipinas, and their children were Nikajans. When World War II started, these Japanese were involved in the war. And when the war ended, there was a big deportation order that all of the pure-blooded Japanese would be sent home. The ones who were not allowed to go back home were these mixed-blood children. They did not have Japanese passports. They did not have Those left behind suffered not just from broken families, but also persecution from the local community. Professor Jocelyn Celero at the UP Asian Center tells us more. Napakahirap noon kasi di ba natalo yung Japan at napakastrong ng anti-Japanese sentiment sa buong Pilipinas. So para makaiwas sa matinding pagbabatikos, umabot sa punto na kailangan nilang magtago, lumikas mula doon sa lugar na kung saan sila pinanganak at lumaki. Kasama na din yan yung pagsunog o pagtapo ng mga dokumento, anumang ebidensya ng kanilang pagiging hapon. Na of course sa kalaunan naging matinding problema. Kasi, di ba, mahirapan silang makapag-apply ng Japanese citizenship. At dahil walang papeles, nagiging stateless. But there are ways to gain citizenship. Celera takes us through the application process. 
ang Japanese Embassy sa Manila ang pangunahing puntahan para ma-establish ng record o hanapin kung meron bang Koseki Tohon, yung Family Registry Certificate. Sa Japan kasi, yung Koseki Tohon, hindi lang siya pag-recognize na pinanganak ka eh, kundi pag-recognize ng family tree kung saan kakabilang. So, andun lahat ng mga anak, kahit yung mga anak sa labas. Basta ni-recognize ng tatay mo na anak niya, pwede ka kumuha ng kusikitohon. Na importanteng dokumento para makakuha ka ng Japanese citizenship. This kusikitohon can only be obtained in the Japanese father's hometown in Japan. To get this, one would need a marriage certificate and an ID. Pagkatapos, derecha sa Ministry of Justice and Immigration Bureau sa Japan, which will require even more documents and a Japanese lawyer. The whole process can take up to one month or more, Salera says. But what if you don't have any of these documents? Various groups like the UN, though, are pushing for change. With a goal to end statelessness by 2024, they hope the Philippine and Japanese governments work together to expedite the citizenship process, improve data gathering, support Nikajian NGOs, and raise awareness of the plight of the stateless, so that they can finally find a home. Muli, ako po si Macy Haven, Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by me and edited by Nina Toralba. For more explainers like this, follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.